does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. And tomorrow, along with some very talented people, but Coach Lovell is doing well. We talk often. We did the IHSAA Baseball State Finals together. Oh, that was about a month ago, and Coach is ready for Season 30, and the guy is as excited as ever. What a run, 30 years of Indiana sports talk. Now, I do give Coach a little bit of grief sometimes. I'm 28 years old, so this show started two years before I was born, but I don't like to remind Coach on that too much. But what I can say is Coach is pumped for Season number 30, and there's going to be a lot of talented people in these seats doing scoreboard updates and producing the show. And Indiana Sports Talk is going to live for a long, long, long time under Bob Lovell as he continues to drive the ship. Now, for me, I'm currently on my version of my all-star break. Of course, Major League Baseball and some minor league baseball is back here tonight. But I always take the all-star break down here in Indianapolis where we are HQ'd here at our Radio 1 headquarters on the Circle in downtown Indy and our network Indiana Studios. But, look, it was an awesome week for baseball. It was an awesome week for baseball. What happened in Seattle with the home run derby and the all-star game, there was just so much good that occurred. You saw guys like Cal Ripken Jr. and Ken Griffey Jr. be a part of the all-star and home run derby festivities. I mean, heck, David Ortiz was waving a towel for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. after he won the home run derby, and then they played a quip clip where Va- Vlad Guerrero Jr. brought out a Gatorade to David Ortiz back when he did the home run derby. So it really has come full circle. But Ken Griffey being there and Cal Ripken being there, plus David Ortiz, A-Rod, and Derek Jeter, now, whatever you think of those guys, them being there, it was the official, it was the official torch passing this weekend. It really was. And it's exciting to see because you look at the guys that were involved in the Derby, that were involved in the All-Star game, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Randy Orozarena, Wander Franco, Julio Rodriguez, Adley Rutschman. What do all of those guys have in common? They play for organizations that once were great. Vlad Guerrero Jr. in Toronto is turning the Blue Jays organization completely around. The crowds in Toronto have been fabulous. It's going to be an awesome weekend with the Jays because – the Blue Jays are home, plus the street race in Toronto in IndyCar. That comes your way on Sunday. We're going to be talking about that this weekend as IndyCar hits the streets of Toronto. Randy Orozarena is 28 years old, but Wander Franco is still only 22 years old. Julio Rodriguez is a phenom, the young Seattle Mariner. And Adley Rutschman is bringing the Baltimore Orioles back to stage. So that's fabulous to see. But some of what was hidden this weekend around the All-Star game was some not-so-good things. Brent Rooker was the only Oakland A to be represented in the Major League Baseball All-Star game this year. Probably well warranted when you look at the fact that the A's are 27 and a half games out of first place. That's 27 and a half games out of first place. They are 25 and 67. Brent Rooker uh, has skipped between AAA and the big leagues over the last couple of years, and it's going to be a marquee moment for him. But where you run into trouble if you're Major League Baseball, and again, I'm it's been awesome. The South Bend Cubs, again, always grant me this weekend on the All-Star break to come down and do this show, and I'm very grateful to them. But there are problems that has to be addressed right now, including the All-Star game crowd very loudly right before a Brent Rooker ground rule double. They were chanting, sell the team, sell the team. And 
these weren't primarily A's fans. These were baseball fans. And you run into a whole lot of trouble when it's not just A's fans trying to do that. Plus the fact that probably your biggest star right now, Shohei Otani, is in an organization that probably needs to get rid of him. Imagine saying that an organization had to get rid of LeBron James in order to survive. That probably doesn't add up too well. But the Angels, they're not going to be sold. We're going to talk with David Kaplan from e- from ESPN 1000 in Chicago about this a little bit later. But the Angels, if they keep Shohei Otani, they are no doubt worse off in the long run. Shohei Otani is going to become a free agent, and he's not going to re-sign with the Angels. So the Angels can either ride it out with Shohei when they're not in contention. Mike Trout is 31 years old. He broke a bone in his hand. He's out 40, four to eight weeks. And Shohei Otani's got to go before the trade deadline. If the Angels do not trade Shohei Otani, think about the prospects you can get back for him. 10, 12 separate prospects for one guy? You got to do that if you're the Angels. So it was a great week in baseball, surrounded by a little bit of drama. We're just getting started on Network. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. We're back next. We roll on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King, and for the coach, Bob Lovell, taking a weekend away on the All-Star break from the South Bend Cubs. Cubs will be back at home on Tuesday up at Four Winds Field in South Bend to take on the West Michigan Whitecaps, the Midwest League affiliate of the Detroit Tigers, the future home, for sure, of Max Clark, who Parker Webster alluded to in the scoreboard update to get the show started. You know, yesterday, took the day off, was playing some golf down at Legends in Franklin, Great golf course, by the way. Uh, great golf course, but also I'm not good at golf, so that course beat me up a little bit for sure. Uh, beautiful course for sure. It's my second time out there. I have a couple buddies that are from Franklin and wouldn't have been out on that course without them, so big shout-out to the Sharp family. But I will say, pulling out of Legends Golf Course yesterday, big sign out front says Legends Golf Course, and it says, Good luck, Max Clark, our hometown hero. That's cool. That's really, really cool. When a town gets behind a young future star, and look, th- those are the stories that are made around here. Those are not the stories that are made in L.A. or New York or Miami. Now, be it, a lot of good athletes come from New York, L.A., Miami, etc. but there are so many that you don't have those feel-good stories. Here, you have a local high school kid, Drafted third overall, now an instant millionaire, courtesy of the Detroit Tigers, and he'll soon play his minor league games in Grand Rapids with the West Michigan Whitecaps. Now, it won't be this soon when we see West Michigan here next week, but we do go to West Michigan in August. I'm not saying anything, but depending on how aggressive the Tigers want to be with Max Clark, we'll see if he touches a ball this year. Probably not, but that'd be a lot of fun. But those are the stories that are made around here. And those are the stories we're going to talk about with Greg Rakestraw at 1030. The IFCA North-South Football All-Star Classic tonight from Decatur Central High School. High school football just about a month away. It's going to be a blast. And Coach Lovell coming up in the next month is going to take all those phone calls 30-plus a night on Friday nights in the fall. 
and that's what we're most excited about. I think coming back to town, as I do every All-Star break here, it's always a new experience when you catch up with what's going on with the Colts. Because this year's Colts summer storylines are completely different than last year's Colts summer storylines. We're going to catch up with Kevin Bowen in the 11 o'clock hour from 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan to chat about Anthony Richardson and the status of Shaq Leonard, Jonathan Taylor's potential contract extension. But look, if you're a Colts fan right now, I don't know if I've ever come across an NFL team with as many positive summer storylines and as many negative summer storylines that the Colts have. Anthony Richardson is going to be a freak athlete, and I can't wait to watch. It's going to be eventually. It's going to take two years. But he eventually is going to be a force on both sides of the ball, running and passing. Shaq Leonard, you're starting to get into territory where this reminds you a whole lot of Andrew Luck. There are zero answers. Nobody is saying what's truly on their mind, and we probably won't hear anything until a little later this month, actually 11 days from now when Chris Ballard takes the podium prior to to the first Colts practice. That always happens the day before the first Colts practice. Now, will Chris Ballard say anything about Shaq Leonard? I'm not sure. But if he goes on the physically unable, unable to perform list again to start this year, that's two years straight. Shaq Leonard played about 70 snaps last year. Didn't look like the same guy. Here's your issue, though. Last year, you had the likes of Bobby Okereke to take that number one role. Zaire Franklin led the team in tackles. EJ Speed developed into a pretty darn good linebacker. This year, Shaq Leonard, we don't know how healthy he is. We don't know, really, how well he's walking with those two back surgeries. Bobby Okereke is now in New York with the Giants. Zaire Franklin's back, EJ Speed's back. Can they carry a linebacker core for the Colts? Now, it's not like the Colts have those Super Bowl aspirations they had last year when they signed Matt Ryan. You know what that turned into. But Anthony Richardson, he's not going to outscore teams this year, and that's the problem you run into. You need your defense to give him a shot. Scoreboard update coming up with Parker Webster. He's back right after this on Indiana Sports Talk. Thank you, Brendan. As we go ahead and continue on here with your scoreboard update, we have a final score out of Decatur, Indiana. South wins the Indiana Football Coaches Association All-Star Game 21-2 is our final score. As we go ahead and continue on rolling into professional sports again, checking out at the WNBA All-Stars this weekend, the Indiana Fever send two of their own, Kelsey Mitchell, the veteran, and the rookie, Aliyah Boston. The two-time Eastern Conference Player of the Month will be on Asia Wilson's team from the Las Vegas Aces. And Brianna Stewart claimed Kelsey Mitchell as a reserve as Aaliyah Boston will be on the starting lineup on the floor. In fact, as today, we had a three-point contest where Sabrina Ionescu won the contest in an outstanding fashion, winning with 37 points in the final round. That broke the NBA and WNBA records for most points in the contest in the final round, as Kelsey Mitchell also participated in the contest being eliminated in the first round, scoring just 15. As we go ahead and look here at the Cincinnati Reds and what's going on in MLB, currently it is a 
one to zero finish as the Brewers again get the best of the Reds as they have been down in that series throughout this entire year. Make that now two and six to the Brewers this year as the Reds will play again tomorrow at seven ten p.m. against the Milwaukee Brewers at Great American Ballpark. Continuing on, the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs are going at it with a five to two game overall. It is the Boston Red Sox at the bottom of the sixth, currently dominating the Chicago Cubs. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk on a Friday night. It's Brendan King in for the coach Bob Lovell here for the weekend. Parker Webster and Jonathan Smith also with us here on IST tonight. Time to hit the phones for the first time. One of the best covering the Indiana Pacers for the Setting the Pace podcast. Alex Golden is joining us right now on IST. A Golden, long time no talk. Catch you here right in the middle of summer. What's going on with you, my man? How are you? BK, I'm doing good. I'm glad the Pacers have given me something to take my mind off of the horrible St. Louis Cardinal season. But I will say... Uh, Congratulations to the Reds for playing so well this year. But yeah, uh, I'm just glad we've had some good Pacers content to talk about. Well, first of all, I'm going to ask you about the Pacers in a sec, but let me say I do not apologize or have any sympathy towards your St. Louis Cardinals. I just want to let you know. I love you, though. I I love you, though. I I know. As a Cubs guy, I would expect nothing less. (laughs) And I am very happy that you are sticking strong with the rivalry here. So, Hey, man, Summer League wraps up here tonight. Pacers get another strong effort from Jairus Walker. Some young guys looking spectacular. Ben Shepard at 19 tonight. Just your thoughts in general, A. Golden, on the Summer League and what we saw from the last couple weeks. Yeah, I think I would say for Summer League so far, you can definitely tell Jairus Walker just has a good feel for the game. Obviously didn't shoot the ball well tonight, just 6-21 for 13 points. But he just continues to impact the game in different ways, and I think he's multi-positional, which is very huge for this team moving forward because, yeah, I think he's more going to be a four, but I think he could also play some small ball five. And I've even heard, you know, people across the league talk about maybe him playing some, you know, some three where they could go a little bit bigger. So I'm kind of intrigued by what they do with him as a prospect because I think it just seems like he's got a lot of potential. Ben Shepard has been very back and forth. Tonight was definitely a much better game for him. Seven of 13 from the field, five of 10 from three for 19 points in 34 minutes. So, He's had a very up and down um, in summer league, but I think everybody else, like it was good to see an M Hart out there kind of showcase what he does way too good for summer league. I thought Isaiah Jackson was kind of in the same boat, but still the foul trouble is a little bit worrisome and Matherin. He's, he's a guy that's just going to have to figure out how to do some other things. Well, besides just get to the basket, the defense has got to improve. And I still think the three point shots got to improve as well. But overall, I think the summer league has been fun. And I think the moves they've made without really, hampering their future off seasons is one thing that I've loved about what this team has done because they just have so much flexibility moving forward. Alex, highlighting Jairus Walker specifically, how easy can his game transition to what is the NBA today? I I think it's actually going to be seamless. We've had a lot of draft analysts come on setting the pace and everything they said about Jairus Walker was he's going to be ready from day one. I mean, look at his body, you know, (laughs) six foot eight, 249 pounds, seven foot two wingspan. He is chiseled already. Like you don't see guys come in the league like that at 19 years old, usually that ready to go. So 
that's one of the things I'm excited about with him. I think that he just has such a great feel for the game. And in summer league right now, he's probably being asked to do a little bit more than he'll be asked to do in the regular season. But he's one of those guys that he doesn't need to touch the ball a lot. He experienced that at Houston last year where he was kind of the fourth or fifth option on that team and picked the spots when he would be impactful on the offensive end of things. But he was always impactful defensively. I think he's going to have a similar role, especially this season, with the Pacers. So that's that's what I love about him. I think it's going to be a tough call between him and Obi Toppin on who starts. But for you know, since the Obi Toppin trade was announced, I've been thinking, well, it makes sense start Obi, bring Jarris off the bench like they did with Matherin last year. But after watching you know just four summer league games of Jarris Walker, it's hard to envision how he doesn't start just because of the defensive presence that he brings. I think he's just a lot more gifted on that side of the basketball than Obi Toppin is. Alex Golden's our guest from the Setting the Pace podcast covering the Indiana Pacers. Hey, Golden, I follow you as closely as I can through a long baseball season, but if there's one thing that I've noticed specifically coming out of your Twitter account, it's rumors, and NBA rumors really are something. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. How legit is the Pascal Siakam stuff, if any? Yeah, this is a tough one. I think that the Pacers definitely have called, and, and they've been looking for a power forward for a while. There's been some great points brought up that Pascal Siakam can play multiple positions. He can play the three. He can play the four. He can play the five. The big question mark is now, if you bring him in, how does that uh, impact the playing time of someone you just traded for an Obi Toppin and someone you just drafted Jairus Walker? So I think – the asking price for Toronto is going to be very high because Pascal Siakam is probably the face of their franchise at this point. So he's a very good player. He's on an expiring contract. I think that from everything I've heard, it it feels like there's a good chance he's not there. I think Jake Fisher was just on the JMV on Thursday afternoon, and he said that he doesn't think that Pascal will start the season with the Toronto Raptors. So I'm not sure if the Pacers will get him. I think that they're a team – you know, that would like to add him because I think he instantly raises both their floor and their ceiling. But I just think Toronto's done a pretty hor- horrible job with trying to maintain their roster, specifically the one from the championship run. I don't think any player has been like traded for for a really good value. Kyle Lowry was dealt to Miami, but it was for Precious Achua and, and Goran Dragic because he basically kind of forced his way there. They've really done a poor job of keeping their guys happy and, and bringing them back. And now it's the back-and-forth relationship with Pascal Siakam, I don't think that marriage is going to end up in a happy one. So it, it seems like that is ready for a breakup. And then OG Ananobi is another name, too, that could be a, a free agent next year. So I think the Raptors are in a bit of trouble. I think the Pacers have interest in Pascal Siakam, but not if it's going to break the bank. Well, let me ask you this. we got about 90 seconds, too. Is How expensive of a price is too high for the Pacers right now? Because they're in this weird limbo, Alex, where – you can see them wanting to compete, but they're still building. So how many first-round picks is too many for Kevin Pritchard to say, you know, I'm staying with what I got? Yeah, I, I think that they're probably not as attached to the picks now that they've got so many young players on the roster where they might be willing to move off of them. But I think Toronto's probably going to want a player, and I think that they're more than likely asking for one of Jairus Walker, Benedict Matherin, or and Andrew Nimhart. And I think that if the Pacers – you know, really value those guys. They're not going to trade any of those three to get Pascal back because he's on an expiring contract. They would have to have that kind of like gentleman's agreement that he's going to extend, and that's where it gets kind of tricky. I think the Pacers would probably look at trading two picks 
maybe a pick swap with salary filler that goes with that. Maybe a good player, but not someone on that starter level tier. So that's just kind of how I see it because I think Toronto, while they still have control of Pascal, their backs are against the wall a little bit because they know, teams know across the league that, hey, this guy is more than likely going to be dealt. Alex Golden from the Setting the Pace podcast. Check him out on Twitter. He has some great stuff covering the Pacers. Alex, always appreciate the time, my friend. Glad we got to catch up here in the middle of the summer, but looking forward to hopefully seeing you in the fall, my man. Oh, absolutely, man. Thanks for the invite. Always appreciate coming on and talking with you. You got it, brother. That's Alex Golden from the Setting the Pace podcast, covering everything Indiana Pacers summer wrapping up, and then they'll turn their attention to Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Top of the hour scoreboard update next with Parker Webster. Just getting going on a Friday night on Indiana Sports Talk. Coming up right now, though, five good minutes with Parker Webster. Thank you, Brendan, as we catch you all up with some high school sports news. We start things off once again recapping with Franklin Community High School Zone. Max Clark being selected second overall in this year's MLB draft to the Detroit Tigers. Congratulations, Max, as we also have some Indiana high school football as we are just a month away from one of the greatest sports in this nation as we have a North and South champion. South defeats North in the Indiana Football Coaches Association game 21-2 as an MVP has just been announced. My alma mater's own Mooresville High School's Nick Patterson. Congratulations to Nick Patterson on the award. As we continue on here, taking a look at your MLB scores happening right now. In the top of the seventh with one out, the Chicago Cubs trail the Boston Red Sox 5-3. to three. As we continue on here, headed out with the St. Louis Cardinals, checking in with them. Still under a rain delay, the Cardinals hold a one to nothing lead against the Washington Nationals as that game awaits to continue. Headed over to the Cleveland Guard. Guardians game in the top of the seventh with two outs. They're taking on the Texas Rangers and currently holding a 4-3 to three lead. And it's a tough day for the Chicago White Sox as they lose to the Atlanta Braves 9-0 to as the Chicago White Sox again to hold their struggles here, falling now 38-55 in the season. Going ahead and recapping back to the Cincinnati Reds. They still struggle against the Milwaukee Brewers, now 2-6 against the Brewers this season. The Reds lose one to nothing against the Brewers today. As we check things out in the Summer League action that happened earlier tonight, the Dallas Mavericks get the best of the Indiana Pacers, 112-91. As the Pacers have a chance to possibly play one more game tomorrow, that'll be up to the league decision, but it'll be an exhibition uh, game that won't matter as the NBA 2K24 League continues on with the semifinals taking place on July 16th and the championship set for July 17th. In the WNBA, it's the All-Star Weekend as we hit another big milestone in sports as well, with it being the second half of the MLB season. We segue now looking at what's going on with the WNBA as Kelsey Mitchell and Aaliyah Boston are out in Vegas themselves with a big weekend. Aaliyah Boston has been selected to the starting five of Asia Wilson's team as she has been on a roll this season with two Eastern Conference Player of the Month on awards this season and Brianna Stewart from the New York Liberty selected Kelsey Mitchell as a reserve player as Mitchell was in action today in the three-point contest where she was eliminated in the first round scoring just 15 in the contest as Sabrina Ionescu sets record-breaking 37 points in the final round of the three-point contest. Ionescu's 37 of 40 passes the 31 in the NBA that was posted by Steph Curry in 2021. And the Indiana Pacers' own Tyrese Halliburton this year's 
All-Star Contest here in 2023. So the Indiana Fever, again, continue to be on their break, sitting 5-15 and on the season. The last game, they lost in overtime to the New York Liberty, 95-87. to Their next game is set for July 19th against the Washington Mystics at 11.30 a.m. in Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Continuing on here as we look into AAA baseball, the Indianapolis Indians are on the road taking on the Omaha Storm Chasers, currently dominating at the top of the sixth, 11 to three taking a look here more and see what's going on around in the MLB as we segue back in the, currently the Colorado Rockies hold a four to two lead against the New York Yankees as that game is currently still in the top of the uh, third or sorry middle of the sixth right now as we are in any change as we continue on here looking here for more scores as the Chicago Cubs and the Boston Red Sox have another score go through seven to three the Red Sox still hold a comfortable lead in the top of the seventh inning For the MLB All-Star Recap, though, as we take a look here and big at the big weekend, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit 72 home runs and was crowned the Home Run Derby. As for Network Indiana Sports, I'm Parker Webster.